What's up, everybody? Nate here. Welcome or welcome back to the living room, or TLR for short. We are so pumped that you are here. If you have no idea what you stumbled upon or you forgot since last time, TLR is a podcast and a community where we talk about life, faith, and honestly, whatever else comes up. We created this community for anyone who wants to join in on these conversations. And listen, we really, really want you to join in on this conversation. So if you would like to join, Instagram is the best way. On our page, we'd love for you to share your thoughts and beliefs, but more importantly, to listen to what other people are sharing. This is a great way to meet new people and to get connected with all the different things we have going on at Sojourn. Don't worry, we have linked all this info in our description. Well, that's enough for me for now, <laughs> but listen, wherever you are in your life journey, we hope you enjoy today's episode and it inspires you to continue this conversation and to take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. I just want to What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the living room. I am so, so excited to be here with you today in our living room. We got Emma. What's up? We got Sarah. What's up? And I'm your host, Nate. I am so, so glad that we get to be here with you. We are in the middle of it's gonna be at least a two-part series. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Like <laughs> maybe talking, three, four, five. Yeah, we'll just and see how much we have to say. Uh, a series talking about just relationships and dating and love. You know, it's February. Everyone's it's, favorite thing. It's it's my favorite thing. I love love. You know, like I'm like Anna and Frozen. Just just love love and just all Guys, warm and Valentine's Day inside. is actually one of my favorite holidays. R- really? Why? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was being sarcastic this whole time. <laughs> Why do you like Valentine's Day? I, I think Hallmark. it's really cute. Mm, okay. It's very yes, it's very Hallmarky, but. I love Hallmarks. So. I know every holiday is made up, but this is the most made up one. <laughs> okay, like like nothing. It just is. I mean, yeah, just just. Oh, I know. It just, it I just don't makes sense to buy chocolate. True. Never. The day after. That's the way to I do. Straight. I mean, I have the you know greatest wife ever because we yeah we do just like buy all the chocolate like the day after. Mm. Like, hey, I got you this <laughs> like you know because it goes like 70 percent off. Like, yeah, I mean, it's like. Big drop. Mm-hmm. Big, big drop. Anyway, if you're like, wow, okay, I don't know what I just stumbled upon. Uh, this is the living room. <laughs> talk <laughs> about is, everything. Welcome. We, we talk about tons of stuff. And so, seriously, we're so glad that you are joining us. Um, I, uh, Our last episode we just did where you two were just rock stars talking about being single well. Thanks, uh, it was It was one of the best podcasts. And, like, it's funny because we recorded it a while ago, and so I listened to it, and I was like, "This is so good." We did that. <laughs> okay, we <laughs> like, did like, that. Like, I, like, that was like one of our like test episodes, it and was. we went and, off. And I was like, "This is good. People should listen to this." And so, uh, yeah, but it just got us thinking, and especially with it being Valentine's mm-hmm. season, and just the nature of what we get to do around Sojourn. We've been hearing people's stories. We've been, you know. <laughs> Uh, thinking about this a lot, and so naturally we talk about it in the living room, you know. Mm-hmm. And so this is what we'll be talking about, though, is that finding good dates or like dating well, having good relationships, finding love—it's just 
challenging. Okay. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> is, and that might be an understatement. And so I wanted to start off with this that do you have any like childhood memories of like dating or like something funny connected to dating or finding love, something like that? Um, as you're thinking of one, I can tell you this that like I uh, I don't even remember the the girl's name. I just know my parents. They used to always. Okay, I was six. <laughs> okay, so, so like, let's okay, just calm okay. down. I was six. Okay, the poor so girl. Let's not be like. I don't know. You want me to make a name up? No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Anyways, anyway, this girl when I was like six. I just know this. This is just like one of those like weird memories that's just implanted in my head. I can see her picture. Okay, at least what she looked like at six, <laughs> because my parents, you know. You know, I'm old enough where we had photo albums, you know, the actual link. And, like, mm-hmm. when people would, like, come over to our house, like, my whole life, they would scroll through these pictures, scroll, flip through this <laughs> picture book, <coughs> and flip through this picture, photo album. And, like, there's this picture of me at six, like, with another six-year-old girl, and they just always embarrass me. And my parents would just always be like, that's who Nate used to want to marry. And, like, Aww, like there he is and stuff. Cute. And so, like, whenever I took, like, a girl to, like, a dance or whatever and like prom or whatever and stuff then come over pictures like to take pictures like this would be one of the stories that my parents would just tell like oh like, yeah you like, don't measure up to this six-year-old girl this competition <laughs> you're and i'm like i don't even remember this was like a, you know i this was back when i lived in florida so I'm like i don't even know this girl i don't know i i don't know her name i'm sorry <laughs> sarah but i just I don't know. It's just one of those stupid, dumb childhood yeah. memories that I have just locked in my head of my parents being like, he used to want to marry her. He'd come home every day and say he wanted to marry her. Oh, All right. So funny. Well, whatever. I was six. <laughs> that's what about funny. You? Embarrass yourself. Uh, well, this isn't an embarrassing story really about me, but speaking of like marriage and weddings, I, I can't really think of an embarrassing story. That's fine. That's fine. But anyways, in my elementary school i went to like a small school and everyone knew everyone and at recess the big thing was to play weddings and to like have yeah just to have weddings and so i remember my cousin and this boy they had they had a wedding at recess and the entire school was involved like my sister was the flower girl they had like bridesmaids and like groomsmen and all this stuff and had like a full-blown wedding ceremony at recess. <laughs> I just had a little crush as a six-year-old. I didn't get married. Goodness. Yep, they got wow. married on the on the school playground. <laughs> wow, wow. I actually I do remember that too. Being a kid, like how many times I got married. I did actually get married. Like I, I have a new wife every day or something yeah. like that. With like my school uh, was not ring, like that ring whatsoever. pop rings and mm. dandelions and mm. like <laughs> that would be the nope. flowers. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, I do. This, you saying that is unlocked this new core memory of that. Uh, yeah, apparently, like, yeah, just I got married a bunch. Like, I was, I was, I was getting married a ton. Wow, Emma, Emma you got anything? <laughs> no, my school did not do that. I was in a wedding when I was really young, so I was a flower girl. Yeah. Um, my cousin's wedding down in Texas, and so she's almost like fifteen years older than me. So like, I was four or five. She got married kind of young um but there's this picture they always tell the story that i took my job very seriously and so there was a ring bearer that was around my age so there's always like taking pictures of the two of us together Mm -hmm. um apparently they're still friends so they want to like recreate this picture but that's a side note um but i yelled at him (laughs) (laughs) because he wasn't taking his job seriously and like my my parents were like 
you just had this look of anger walking down the aisle <laughs> straight trying to like take it like throw the pedals and this guy's like dawdling along this poor four-year-old boy and i'm just like oh yeah and they're Pay like oh this is how Walk Emma's life's faster. gonna go like <laughs> so i was gonna make a joke about how my story and like you know just set me up with a poor foundation for my life and like just like you know i get married all the time so like mm-hmm. that could have led to problems <laughs> yeah okay but what the same is true for you? Well, that's an insight. I know. Your relationships are going to be I'm like, gonna be like you're not taking it seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Stop smiling. <laughs> I, I was just, uh. oh, they were like, you, they still talk about it. They're like, you took that job so seriously. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, would you still take it that seriously? As a flower girl? Yeah. Like, no, I think it'd be so fun. Okay. I mean, I was I'm a bridesmaid checking. last summer and I loved it. It was so much fun. I had a yeah. great time. Yeah. Well, you know, I think the thing is everybody listening has their version of this. I think mm-hmm. like I think we've all been there, especially as little kids. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that just happens. But I think one of the things that this points to <laughs> is that we all want to be in a relationship like to some level. Some of us way more than others. Some of us like, oh, yeah, kind of if it happens, it happens. And, and then, yeah, for sure. There are times where like, I don't really care. <laughs> but on a basic level our just culture and society this is a lot of what we talked about last week but our culture and society just really really wants to be in relationship (laughs) or to be in love to find love like i mean think of the number of reality television shows we have about it movies (laughs) songs there's so much pointing to this and i don't want to just recap everything that we said last episode but why do you guys think that is just from a thirty thousand foot view why do you think we're so obsessed with being in a relationship or trying to find love or some version of that yeah i think first i mean and we talked about this a lot last time but like it literally is everywhere like what you were just saying it's in every song every movie every tv show it's every every season of a bachelor has there been well, i don't even know if, well Lots. there's now so at first i thought it was like the bachelor and bachelorette combined but i think each of them are on like season 15 yeah so there's there's so at least there's 30 seasons combined and then there's bachelor in paradise yeah it's which, literally yeah. just everywhere and it it's, sells and it's so in your face oh, and we're so on like season 26 of oh. the bachelor okay well, oh Okay. Yeah, and just look that up. Uh, that's crazy. We're, we're, we're going anyway. It's yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's everywhere. And I think because it's so in your face, it can be so easy to be like, man, I want that. Like, mm-hmm. I want someone to love me like that, or I want someone to treat me like that. Mm-hmm. But do you really? I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say, a lot of times. I mean, we're talking about The Bachelor, but like how relationships are presented. A lot of times mm-hmm. in movies, it's like this perfect thing yes. that is like it's cookie cutter it's perfect they have their one little argument and then it's solved by the end of the movie and everything is just rainbows and butterflies yes. yeah. but then there's also the flip side of that where it's like real, i don't want to bash on reality tv show but then there's like the dramatic side of it where it's right. like fighting for the love and like you kind of have those push and pulls of like he mm-hmm. wants the relationship yeah. does he though or even <laughs> just like the multiple girls of like he has to choose and like right. are they dun, worthy dun, 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 dun. or yeah and so the most dramatic season in history <laughs> it just pulls on your like the humanity and the heartstrings of like i want this perfect thing but then there's also that like little bit of like oh like 
this one girl being pursued by 30 guys right, like, she is valued mm-hmm. and worthy or whatever mm-hmm. and, or yeah. so they say not all people are worthy and value yes. but like they, <laughs> yes. they they sell it that way and so like i think there's just per- certain things that are like they pull on this little like desire mm-hmm. even people who don't want relationships they can find reality tv shows about relationships yeah. that are like that's what i relate to yeah it is so interesting to me how there's so many layers to it they're like even as we were talking and planning like there's just so many motivators mm-hmm. for like dating mm-hmm. right okay <laughs> and like i'll be vulnerable we can be vulnerable in the living room like i know that like one of the things that was a motivator i think i i, I think i got rid of this eventually when i grew up and matured a little um i hope so i'm married now but um <laughs> but i know i remember clearly in preparing for this times where in high school i would have a crush on a girl and like i liked her i thought she was attractive whatever like and, and like and i would have dated her right mm-hmm. but one of the things multiple girls i remember this stopping me being like well, I don't know if my friends like her or I don't know if like mm-hmm. they and I don't even know who they is, but just people. <laughs> right. Right. are going to be like, oh, wow. Nate's dating her. OK. And like just the reaction that would come from me dating. Like you always want to date somebody at least equal or like slightly ahead of you. And somebody mm-hmm. like, "Ooh, wow. Dating you were able to get that. OK. <laughs> She's nice. out of my league. And and like there's some level that they're like, mm-hmm. there's 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 totally a hierarchy. And 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 who you dated and people it just said a lot about you and i know it's true because there are times that i would date somebody and be like oh you're dating her and you're like well not anymore you're <laughs> oh back um cuz yeah. i want you to like me and and what all this points to this is my point is that for what whoever is listening you know whatever it is for you you know you have your version of this and and i think what all these experiences point to is that as a society, as a culture, and then that comes to us as individuals, we place a high premium on being in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay, now why is that? There's a lot of there's a mm-hmm. lot. You have to figure that out for you. This is a podcast. I can't tell you. Okay, <laughs> but I know that this is true. That we all want it so bad, or that we place a high premium on it <laughs> that mm-hmm. we put our identity into it and we overemphasize it. And I know that's true, and I can prove it. Because some of your biggest regrets, okay, and don't worry, this is a podcast. I'm not going to make you share them, okay? <laughs> You're just listening. Call it now. But some of your biggest regrets come from being in a relationship, yeah. okay? One of your biggest wounds that you hope nobody ever asks you about comes from dating, being in a relationship, looking for a relationship, getting rejected, something like that. In fact, the one question <laughs> or the one part of your life that you're like i will never talk about and i just i'm gonna just shut it down redirect the conversation it's tied back in some way to most likely being in a relationship and i know that's true because we get to hear people's stories Mm -hmm. and hear tons of stories and that's what we hear but i'll go even more vulnerable than that i don't feel embarrassed often in fact and side note i felt embarrassed for 0.5 0.5 seconds uh, last week and immediately after that 0.5 seconds I called and told everybody hilarious story you can DM me sometime and I'll tell you a story it's so funny point is I don't feel embarrassed often the one thing I feel embarrassed about that I won't talk about even on this podcast is tied back to dating okay <laughs> like like it is the sore subject in my life I'm embarrassed I'm ashamed of it and like and that's you know why well, I'm in counseling but that's a different episode <laughs> shout out therapy but I say all this to, to, to really drive this point home that like 
of the parts of our life that often that we struggle to talk about the most well that's a sign then that we valued it or that mm-hmm. like that there's a part of us that like really pushed towards that and as a result of this overemphasis this priority this premium however whatever words you would describe putting on it as a result of that we have a we have our version of that and we're left to just figure it out like like well hope dating goes well for you it's not like there's a to-do list out there of like if you do step one step two step three bam perfect husband no regrets (laughs) right then there's nothing right and so we're left to our own experiences figuring it out as we go listening to friends sharing experiences watching the bachelor seeing what they do i mean like we're left to it on our own Mm -hmm. and and the question i want to ask you guys to reflect on some is like practically how have we seen that play out like like what does that look like like that's my perception on it that like you know we we have this thing we want nobody really knows how to get there or how to do it well and so we're all just kind of trying to figure it out Mm -hmm. like what's your perception on that what does this look like trying to find this thing (laughs) oh (laughs) there's a lot there i think the biggest thing i think of is just how easy it is to look at like what emma was saying before like what we see in movies or what we see like like broadcasted as what a good relationship is and if we're in a relationship that's not like that it's so easy to compare ourselves to that or even to compare ourselves to like our friends or like people in our lives that are in relationships or that aren't like if we're in a relationship or not Mm -hmm. the opposite of whatever um it's so easy to just compare and i think that that can lead us to just settle for whatever because we're like oh, I just want this so badly, like, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go for whoever talks to me first, like, (laughs) and it's a very much, like, this is what I want, and however I can get it, like, but leads to a lot of regrets, like what you were saying. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think, this is kind of along, I think, what you were saying, but just people are so desperate that they just, the first relationship that comes along that they feel like it's love they just stay in because they don't want to have to go through mm-hmm. like the awkwardness when it's first starts dating or like being single again or mm-hmm. like whatever that looks like even just beyond the comparison game but they just don't want to go through the hard work that it takes to find a relationship or that like the awkwardness i don't know they just don't want to like go through those steps mm-hmm. again the fear of rejection yeah the fear of yeah. rejection like there's just a lot there so even just like comparing they settle but also the first time it comes around it's like oh someone talked to me like yeah. great like i'll just <laughs> like it. this is perfect like yeah. someone talked to me they must like me like i'll date them whatever like <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yep yep yeah. and, and and so where does this then leave us right because i know that if you're listening and if you've even dipped your toe into dating you have some version of this there's no way and actually if you're like no that's not been my experience at all hit us up because you're a unicorn and i would love (laughs) love to to hear hear that story because teach us because that's fascinating because i know just countless stories over years there's some version of this and, and and this is where it leaves us i mean seriously and how many times have you said this or have you heard this said ready i'm done with dating okay Mm-hmm. You know, Sarah, what was it you said that you hear all the time? I hate all men. <laughs> I hate all men. Men are the worst. Okay. On the guy's side, girls are so needy. Oh, gosh. They're so needy. Bro, bro, bro. Listen, seriously, bros before hoes. I'm not doing this anymore. Okay. I'm done with dating. They're just so needy. 
you know two what happens? hours later. <laughs> you know what happens? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. A day later. Swiping. Swiping. Right. No, this one's different, man. Dude, this one's so different. Like, like, she's hotter. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. Cool. All right. Or like, no, no. He's nice. He's so oh, nice. He's so nice to he's me. So he's nice. so nice. Okay. It's different. Listen. I promise. Listen, uh, before we move on. Okay. Listen, of course <laughs> he's nice to you. All right. This is the start of a relationship. Being nice is called being human. Okay. Just because somebody is nice to you doesn't mean anything. Okay. That's human, basic human decency. Okay. Don't judge somebody being a good date as they're nice to you. They should be nice to you. It's called being human. Oh. Okay. <laughs> you good? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Mic drop there. That boy is on fire. Thank you so much. Sorry, this is not in Take our notes. Take a break again. I feel like not in our notes. Our past two episodes, our hot takes shouldn't be hot takes. Those should just true. be just, known. This is just anyways. If someone is nice to you, they should be. Yeah, so don't use that as the one basis respect. for deciding to be in a relationship with yes, them. Yes. Yes. You deserve yes. more than just nice. Sorry, that I just <laughs> I just pain. hear that all the time. He's, He's so nice to me. Okay. She's so nice. Congrats. Okay. <laughs> um, so is my bank teller, okay? <laughs> like she's nice to me as well. I'm not gonna date her though. Um I don't think Amanda would like but, that. But <laughs> she wouldn't. But you know, the point is I think that like again, I think we all at some point in our lives, and maybe you right now, you feel this tension, like what do you do with this? And it's just round and round we go, hoping that you can figure it out. And um, yeah, good luck. See you guys. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're gonna we're gonna talk about. We would it. be the worst humans ever if yeah. we just were like, <laughs> just guys, dating sucks. Relationships suck. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> See you. See you on the other side. No, uh, but kidding. I think there's a better way. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and and at a minimum, I think we all hope that there's a better way, <laughs> or we mm-hmm. want there to be a better way. Thank right, Lord Jesus. Okay, and like again, if you've ever stepped foot into dating, I think you know that that like you want there to be a better way. Mm-hmm. And so, here's what's awesome is that this is a podcast, and so we want to explore something new with you. We're mm-hmm. gonna jump in and explore it, and you might push back, and that's totally fine. That's mm-hmm. why we're doing this. I would challenge you to at least consider this because it is gonna be different, and uh, and you won't know if it's better unless you try it. Okay, and mm-hmm. so. You know, wrestle with this, think about this, have conversations with us. But I want us to explore what is for sure a different way of Mm -hmm. approaching relationships. (laughs) And honestly, I think it's a better way. But to get there, let's uh, let's ask this question. Because, you know, there is a lot of reasons to get into relationships. We've talked about those. On some level, we at least, I think that there's a, a drive that we want to find love. Or we at least are like, that's at least attached at least right? Right. in some way mm-hmm. they're like they're like you're, you're hoping that love comes out of it right mm-hmm. like and so there's this somewhat desire like i want to find love and and you might not go on your first date thinking that but you're like i hope like on some level you hope that it eventually will get there mm-hmm. right. right and so let me just ask you guys what is love Whoa, loaded question. <laughs> yep, yep. How would you define it? What do you think other people say it is? Yeah, what is love? I just have that song stuck <laughs> in my head. What is love? love? Maybe no hurt. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Um, I think the word love gets thrown around so lot. often. Yeah. Like, and because of that, like, people say, like, oh my gosh, I like 
love this singer or like mm-hmm. I love this book or I love this food or I love this friend or like I love this person whatever it gets thrown around so much and because of that I think that there's a very like yeah a varying like range Mm -hmm. of definitions of what love is and I think the harmful part of that is we can like take one definition of love and apply it to like Mm -hmm. to everything across the board Mm -hmm. and so I think that that's like going back to what we're saying like oh he's nice to me like he must love me whatever like because we take love as niceness or we take love as oh they talk to me or we take love as like oh they're like yeah we both like each other we help Mm -hmm. each other out whatever like but I think I believe that love is like way more than that but I think so often because we use the word love for everything Mm -hmm. I mean like how many times do I say like I love coffee like obviously (laughs) that's a different type of love than like a person love yeah I love pizza Mm -hmm. I love my kids I love my wife (laughs) well I mean what is it the Greek language has like four I think it's four different words to like it's all a definition of love Mm -hmm. but it's like different types of love yeah and so I think that's a big one is like you were saying like love is just thrown around so frequently that it's almost like we're almost desensitized to it that like how I walk out the door and I'm like love you guys bye like Mm -hmm. it's true like I do love you guys but like like you said like I also love to read and love to Mm -hmm. I don't know what else like hang out with my friends but if you're looking I think what we have to do is figure out if you're looking for love in a relationship you have to sit down and define what that looks like and figure out what differs from like loving in a romantic relationship versus your friends versus your family versus like your hobbies right and figure out what that looks like yeah and I think we don't do that often Mm -hmm. and I think like we keep saying it but that is what that's what causes you to like settle and to be like oh whatever like this is still love in some Mm -hmm. in some way even though it's not actually yeah the love that we want yep I uh, I put a poll out a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I feel like we didn't even like define um, it once. Yeah. <laughs> we were Sorry, like, well, this is just like what other people yeah. say love well, is. And we're gonna get into yeah. that, and and this is why I put a poll out um, about a week or so ago, asking people how you knew uh, that a relationship was good or how to have a good relationship. Um, and you know, and then I mean, actually, what I was really asking was, you know, how do you know that you're loved in a relationship mm-hmm. and that it was a good relationship? And and the the responses I got were like, by and large, eighty percent of them were like good communication. All right, mm-hmm. and like a lot of people were defining it as like good communication, and like and that's great. Yeah. There's a lot of they help me. They're nice to me. Okay, I saw nice in there a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they're attractive. <laughs> that's a good relation. I'm like okay, and and these are all good things. Like, yeah. I'm not crapping on any of these things. Mm-hmm. But this is the first piece that I would encourage you to to wrestle with is that Emma to your point that if you're going to look for love in a relationship you owe it to yourself to take some time and define it and here's the thing most of our definitions most of our society's just go-to definitions they're childlike Mm -hmm. and I can prove it to you because I have a child (laughs) and I asked them what love was and you know what they said almost word for word what I've heard everybody in their 20s say to me all right I recorded my six-year-old saying it. I asked a bunch of 20 and 30-year-olds and what love is, and I compared it, and it's almost word for word the same. <laughs> and it revolves around what we've said. Love is when people are nice. They help you sometimes. You like them. 
they like you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Again, not to not to be mean, but to push my my, my point home. My bank teller is nice to me. Mm-hmm. She helps me. Mm-hmm. I think she likes me. She gives me a lollipop, <laughs> and I like her. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And and so, <laughs> the, you know, my six-year-old defining love this way is one thing. Mm-hmm. If this is what your definition of love is, again, this is where I think we open ourselves up unnecessarily to too much pain, hurt, and because we haven't defined clearly what it is we're right. actually looking for. And we've opened ourselves up to expose ourselves too much to potentially too much harm. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I'm not trying to pick on you that your definition is the same as my six-year-old, but I'm saying that kind of lightheartedly, but also to push the point that like, I want better for you. Yeah. I, I want you, <laughs> I want you to have a better relationship romantically than you do than, than I have with my bank teller. Okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> my bank teller is awesome. I want you to have a better relationship mm-hmm. flow yeah. than that. The person that you're dating, you should have a better relationship and you should know that you're going to have a better relationship. But how can you do that? I and that's what I want to get into. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Emma. <laughs> sorry. I know we were going to get into defining that, but I was just thinking, I was like, when have I ever been asked to define like right. what this is? Like, I think that also goes into it is everyone mm-hmm. just assumes they're on the same level or like they know right. what love is but when you ask them to define it mm-hmm. i mean it's what we did like we just my eyes got so big i yeah. was like i don't it's a loaded uh, question yeah it's a loaded question so i think even the fact that even if you just sit down to think about this question and like we're mm-hmm. going to talk about it and like try to help you figure out what your definition is but if that's scary and like you don't know where to start like that's okay yeah. but just know that we're going to help you and we're going to yeah. give you some tips or like help try to expand your definition but like that's a loaded question and if you've never been asked that like it's a hard question to answer yeah for sure for sure and i think too like going along with that i think like all the definitions that nate you just shared about love like that's what we often like think of love or that is what love is but if we like think about what we want in a relationship a lot of times like we want more than that like Mm -hmm. we want a better definition of love and like with anything else that we want in our life whether it's like a job or um, like going to a school or whatever like we have this list and like set of standards for what it is that we want for those mm-hmm. and most of the time we like choose not to settle for like there's a little compromise yeah. here and there but yeah but like most of the time it's not so but we do mm-hmm. that so frequently with love because yeah we never sit down to actually like define what it is that we actually want and because of that because we just take honestly this definition of love that on society disney music tv shows give us and that's our definition that's then what we aim for Mm -hmm. and and all of our actions are then in line with that and if you look at the way most of us date you know (laughs) the apps that we use the you know (laughs) we've we've touched on it a ton and so we'll move on but just like all the things that we just described again are all things that you would do if that's what you're aiming for. It's like, I just need to find something like, like I just need to find somebody that's nice to me that likes me and I like them and they help me. And like, and like, you know, I, I can find that. I, the chances of me finding that if I just swipe it eventually, you mm-hmm. know, it might take me seven or eight times, but eventually I'll get mm-hmm. there. 
Okay. Eventually it will just happen. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, the right person's out there that once I find them, this will all click together. Like all of these things, all of our thought processes stem from this definition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is why I start there is that if you start to define it and we're going to give you a definition that I think works, but you define it for yourself. And mm -hmm. Emma, I think that's the point you're making is yeah. that you take some time to define this. Your relationships will change. Okay, mm -hmm. because you'll have a clearer picture and honestly a better picture of what to be aiming mm -hmm. for. But I want I want us to get there. And, and here's where I want us to, to consider. I want to give you this little background on where this definition comes from, because it comes from a guy named Paul. And uh, if you don't know anything about Christianity or the Bible or the New Testament, that's fine. But Paul is this guy who wrote. Uh, over half of what we call the New Testament, which uh, is based on the life of Jesus. And Paul, he, uh, here's, what's, here's what I always find fascinating about him, is that he hated Christians. And so if you hate Christians or you know somebody who hates Christians, you hate them like in your head. Uh, Paul hated them with his actions. Like he arrested <laughs> them. All right, he got them thrown in jail. He got them killed in some cases. Like, like he actually literally hated them. And, and here's why I think we should consider what he has to say, because he, while he is out there hating Christians, okay, he, something happened and he completely changed course. He became mm -hmm. convinced that Jesus was really the son of God, mm -hmm. that Jesus died and came back mm -hmm. to life. In fact, he got so convinced of that, he spent the rest of his life telling people and showing people uh, like practically how believing that would impact their lives and make their life better. Mm -hmm. Now, here's what's cool you totally have permission not to believe any of that and yeah. still listen to the rest of this because I think it could still help your relationships. Yeah. But the but the reason that I think you should consider this is that Paul made this huge change in his life and and he said, This guy, Jesus, all right, I want to help people understand not only that Jesus loved them, but I want them to learn how to love like Jesus mm -hmm. because what the last and final and that and just big overarching thing that Jesus came to share with the world. If you know me, you've heard me say this a million times. It is that you are the beloved mm -hmm. child of God's son or daughter of God and that God loves you and he wants you to love other people like he did. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so great. Cool. Paul's like, I believe that I'm all in on that. How does this impact our life? How does this impact our relationships? Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's what we're going to get into, okay? That's your background. You're like, Nate, I don't believe any of that. Great. You could have skipped it. Sorry. But here we go. Here's where <laughs> the part of this back to you, okay? One of the times that Paul's helping some of these people apply this, okay, is in a city called Corinth, okay, ancient city. He writes a letter to them to help them because they had several issues going on. One of those issues is a man was sleeping with his father's wife. And I just want to pause there for a second. You think you have dating issues, Okay. Paul was speaking directly to some serious <laughs> dating issues, okay? That's not that a man was sleeping with his mom, but probably stepmom or something. Like, there's something not good that I think we can all agree is not good going on. Paul's writing to that audience, okay? And he's like, oh, my gosh. I, you Lock guys need down. help. Yep. Okay? <laughs> Figure it out. This is also why you should read your Bible. There's crazy stuff in there. But he's covering a multitude of these issues. And as he's doing that, he writes out a definition of love. And I'm going to ask Emma if she would read that for us. But if you ever want to fact check this, this is first Corinthians 13 
verses four through eight. And if you've been to a wedding, you've this it. you've probably heard this, mm-hmm. and you might not have even realized that a guy two thousand years ago named Paul wrote this. Mm-hmm. But Emma, okay. you mind reading? It says, "Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered." It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. I love this. Okay. I, I love this. <laughs> and, and we can, uh, you see what I did there? Yeah. Uh, I love this because at a minimum, you know, all of us want that. Okay. Mm-hmm. We want somebody who's patient with mm-hmm. us. Somebody who's kind, not just nice, but kind to us and does not envy, does not boast. Like all these things as you heard them, okay, you know, you look them up and you read them, you hear this, you know, you want somebody that does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. You want to be in a relationship that is defined by protecting, trusting, hoping, persevering, never failing. Mm -hmm. You want that. I want that for you. Mm -hmm. And Paul would say that is the definition of love and hey guys here's the other thing not only is that the definition of love that's how god loves you Mm -hmm. and because Mm -hmm. god loves you that way you need to find somebody that treats you and loves you that way Mm -hmm. and so i love this definition because it gives some very clear-cut things that you Mm -hmm. can measure up with somebody when you're dating them Mm -hmm. are they being patient right now are they are they being patient with that waitress okay Mm -hmm. all right Okay, well, they're not being patient with the waitress. Well, what do you think is going to happen later on in your relationship? Yeah. Because let me tell you something. Love is patient. Okay, mm-hmm. Love is kind. I now have a bullseye, a target, a mark to look at and say, I don't think this person is loving. Mm-hmm. Maybe I shouldn't be here. Yeah. <laughs> okay? And so it gives, it gives an objective standard to look at now you can reject it and you can say no that's not the standard i want i'd encourage you to still think of yours but mm-hmm. what are some of your thoughts as you guys hear this like what are some other maybe examples or things you see jumping out to you i think my first thing that when i hear this list is it's a lot longer than mm-hmm. what most people do or say um and they're a lot harder than mm-hmm. what most people think um obviously there's room for grace and no one's perfect at all times but like what was our what was our good communication nice nice they like me (laughs) and like me yeah like again we can find those three anywhere and so like if you're really looking at those i don't know how many it was like 12 things Mm -hmm. nope it takes it's an action and so that there's like action involved those are all they're all actions it's like love is that's a verb um but they're hard. Like yeah. it's, if you really, I think the big thing is now just determining like, okay, so if you agree with these things, like great, you have your definition. But mm-hmm. I think now we have to understand that like, if you're, it's, it's gonna change, you have to realize that not everyone has a definition, but also like, it's gonna be hard to keep that standard mm-hmm. when everyone else's standard is different. And so like- And much lower. And much yes. lower. So like, I don't know. I just like, I want to encourage you, but like, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, and, and I'll touch on this and we'll, and like we will have like when we wrap up in a bit, like 
talking about like what you can do with this, mm-hmm. which is part of what you're starting to get at. But but where I would push them is that I know I I just I know because I hear your feedback, <laughs> and so I some of you listening, I can already hear what yep. you're thinking. You're like, guys, that sounds great. Of course, I would love that. But you're get you guys are sitting behind a microphone. You don't know what it's like out here, okay, <laughs> Emma. Emma and Sarah, you guys are just perfect. So, like, of course, you oh, guys have it. And Nate, you, you, you got you got uh, married. Okay, you got married nine years ago, so you have no idea what the dating game is like. Like earlier in this episode, you're talking about a photo album, okay? <laughs> like you don't know what it's like out here. And so I, I know, I know that, oh, yeah. that somebody <laughs> listening can easily yeah. separate out and be like, "Yeah, this is just this is old school. This is you know, <laughs> nobody dates this way." And here's the thing. I think you're right, mm-hmm. but here's the thing: Do you want a relationship that's like what everybody else mm-hmm. has, or do you want a different one? Yeah. And so here's the thing: If you want to have what you see around you, what you've ex- already experienced, or what you know, like everybody around you is experiencing, then keep doing it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good luck. And and listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you. Sometimes it works out. Yeah. There's a few examples of it working out, mm-hmm. but you know better than I do. Of all the heartache and mm-hmm. all the stories of examples of it not working out. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to avoid that or you want things to be different, then you have to do different things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so while I hear your pushback, I already can hear it. I'm telling you, you're right. Okay. But that doesn't mean that this is not still practical to your life because, because you know, if you want things to be different, you have to do something right. different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's such a huge point that, like, it is different. And I think that that's what makes this definition of love so, like, it stands out. Mm-hmm. And it is something, like, what you were saying too, Emma, like, it's, like, takes a lot of work and it, like, requires a lot. But I think, like, this is the type of love, like, if we all experience that, like, that would just be amazing if that was the way that all of our relationships were. And like to your point, Nate, like most relationships are not like that. And I think that's because, and what we've said before, but like we're willing to settle for niceness because we think that this doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. And like, while it may not exist as much, like it does exist. And when we're like, when we ourselves are willing to like put in this type of love into a relationship, and also to know that like we are worthy of this type of love that then like it makes it easier to find and to like look for mm-hmm. because we're not just going to be willing to settle for like oh they're nice to me or oh they talk to me like if the like if we see them not being patient like there's there's something yeah. more that can exist because like we know that we're worthy of more that like we are worthy of people that are patient people that are kind like if that's what we know and believe that we're worthy of, mm-hmm. we're gonna be willing to like wait for that and work for that, mm-hmm. even though that's hard. And it really does. It's it's not easy. <laughs> like what Emma and Nate were saying, like it's not easy. I also think, sorry, Nate. No, go ahead. Okay, I was just say, I agree everything you said. Like we are worthy of this love. You are valued for this love. Um, and these should be your standards, but they also need to be your standards. Like if you're holding right. someone else to these standards, like you can't just expect that out right. of them and not, and not give it. Yeah. yeah. So that's just a little side note that I like, yeah. yeah. If you, if you're going to do this, like make sure you're 
reaching right. your own standards. Yeah, if you're like, I want a person that's patient, kind, doesn't envy, doesn't not push, but I'm, but <laughs> you're five minutes late, like you're angry and all this stuff. Yeah, that's. I wanna I wanna give one more example and then uh, we can head towards wrapping up. But like one of the things here, like you know, <laughs> like you know, so I see this I see this all the time in relationships that one of the people in the relationship, you know, they want to rush or like you know, there's this uh, they they put pressure on the relationship, like mm-hmm. and and I don't that's not just like physically and stuff but like just defining it just like, there's just yeah. a lot of like just pressure and rushing like you know there, there's a lot of that and and unfortunately like this is just one of many examples where i'm like if you just had a better definition of love you would avoid that you would stop mm-hmm. it in distraction and you and it might lead to a breakup mm-hmm. but like if somebody's pressuring you to do something if somebody is rushing you to do something if somebody is putting you in uncomfortable positions and spots that you don't want to be in mm-hmm. right but they're still not they're so nice okay and they're good looking okay <laughs> and like and they helped you i mean they helped you that one time and like you know this is just really important to him okay mm-hmm. hypothetically <laughs> um and, you know if these things are happening the thing is is that like, paul would say well, it's not love, okay? Mm-hmm. Love does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking, okay? If somebody is pressuring you, it's because it's what they want. They're not thinking mm-hmm. about what you want. It's, well, this is what I want, okay? Mm-hmm. All right, and so when you start to see that in somebody, you go, whoa, 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 hang on. This person doesn't actually love me, all right? <laughs> this person is, you know, they're pressuring me. They're they're putting me in positions I don't want to be in. That's self-seeking. I am worthy of somebody actually loving me. Right. And so each one of these, you could spend, we could spend hours on each one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just love is patient. What does that look like in our society? Love is kind. What, uh, we look at these. And I would encourage you to Google this, you know, <laughs> ask somebody for a Bible, whatever. Like, but like to read these and reflect on it and you write it out. What does, what mm-hmm. for you? You, and this is where you can have some autonomy and define it yourself. For you, how would you say love is patient? What does that look like? What does it look like for love to not delight in evil? Write that out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Spend some time. And I know, again, you're like, hey, that's so old school. I know it's different. <laughs> but guess what? Different is what's going to help you hopefully get somewhere better. But And while, you know, I can't guarantee it, I can tell you this, you keep doing the same thing that you're doing, it's going to, you're going to keep getting the same results. Mm -hmm. I find this fascinating that you can be listening to this, you can be tracking along and like, okay, like I still, I'm not so sure, Nate, you're kind of crazy, but like, okay, I'm willing to try this, like, but like, what do I need to do with this? Like, how does this really apply to me? And, and you know, what do you do with this? And what I find so interesting, and this is part of what just shows me, humans, we haven't changed much in 2,000 years, is that Paul writing this 2,000 years ago to people, the way he starts to wrap up is he says this. He says, when I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child, and I reasoned like a child. And you're like, duh, okay, you're a child. (laughs) And then he says this, when I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. That's verse 11 if you ever want to fact check us. 
And here's why I think Paul said that. Is that I think 2,000 years ago, people had the same issue that we have now. <laughs> is that they hang on to childlike things from their childhood. Mm-hmm. Childlike definitions of love. And so I find it so curious and fascinating that after Paul defines this love that he sees based and rooted in Jesus, he says, you know, listen, I want to remind you that when I was a child, I talked like a child, thought like a child, reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. And so where does this apply to you? What? How do you start thinking about this? I'd say this in the most loving way possible. Some of you need to put your childhood ways behind you. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. You need to grow up. Okay? Hoping that a relationship will just work out because they're nice to you and like you. Okay? That's childlike. Okay? I want better for you. Okay? I want you to have the type of relationship that is defined by patience kindness Mm -hmm. not self-seeking not easily angered not keeping record of when you do wrong things not rejoicing and when you messing up always hoping for you always persevering never failing that's what i want for you Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. that's a grown-up version of faith okay love love yes (laughs) thank you i'm getting too passionate you need to have some faith in that love okay it's a grown-up version of love and so you know I want this to, to intersect in your life. And Sarah, you asked a great question that I want us to close with and really dive into is that imagine if we all actually live this way. Okay. Imagine because you can, again, be pushing back and being like, there's no way this could happen. And, and I understand the pushback, but let's just imagine for a second. What if we, what if the whole world and, and you could even make it smaller. What if your college, what if your friend group, what if, you know, just whatever your community is, what if this was your definition and people Mm -hmm. actually lived into that? Mm -hmm. What would happen? It would be so nice. I know. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just, I think that if we actually lived into this definition of love ourselves and believed that, like, not only were ourselves acting in ways that are patient and Mm -hmm. kind and that entire definition. But we also believed that we were worthy of that same thing. I think we would just see so much less like heartbreak and hurt in the world because we would all live in a way where we know that we're worthy of this type of love and that we're also helping other people to experience this type of love through the way that we're treating them, like in our relationships. And I think because of that, we would see a lot less, like, selfishness. We would see a lot less hatred. We would see Mm -hmm. a lot less, like, comparison because we would know that we're worthy of love that's patient, love that's kind, Mm -hmm. all of this. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, it would just be – it would be amazing. (laughs) Yeah. I think there's a little bit of pessimistic in me that was, like – that's not going to cure heart. Like there's still going to be heartbreak right, and heartache, for sure. but I do think it's going to be better. Like you're like, you're going to see a change in yourself that I think you're going to like a lot more. And mm-hmm. like, you're going to find these people or like if your friend groups are to look like this or like take this definition seriously and put it into action. Like even outside of romantic relationships, mm-hmm. the world's going to look a little better and brighter. Mm-hmm. But I do think if, I don't know. I just it, it it's just gonna look a little better. I think it's gonna be a lot mm-hmm. harder, and you're gonna have a lot 
like higher standards and you're gonna Mm -hmm. look very different from the world but i think that's a good thing yeah i mean i know that's a good thing (laughs) no (laughs) but i think i think the big thing would be yeah like you're gonna look different and it's gonna be really hard at first but if you actually are like Mm -hmm. want to put these into play you're gonna feel a lot better you're gonna have more confidence in yourself and Mm -hmm. like the worth that you have and value that you have um you're gonna I don't know. I think that that's the biggest thing is you're going to, you're going to understand what your worth and value mm-hmm. is if you're holding yourself to these standards and to other people. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a big thing. Cause if everyone's doing that, that's yeah. Then we're all just walking around knowing that we have all this worth and value well, and we're helping other people to see that in themselves. Yeah. And that's exactly what I was going to say is that it becomes easier to see in yourself mm-hmm. when you have friends reminding you. Yes. Of this. That was another, okay. another thing. I was and say. so, you know, here, here's the final thing that I'll share is that I know, I know, I know, I know that the pushback to this is strong. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's different than than what the world says. I un, I know. And it can be so easy to be like, Nate, nobody does this. I wish they did, but nobody does this. And here's the thing, okay? This is what I want you to imagine is that there might be somebody out there. In fact, it might be the next person that you date that wishes you did this okay because of Mm -hmm. the impact you're going to have on their life and so for you to sit there and say nobody does this here's the thing you become part of the nobodies that do this Mm -hmm. okay it's a little selfish and i say that again with all the love in my heart for you because i want you to have this type of relationship Mm -hmm. but it starts with us saying this is how i want to live Mm -hmm. this is what i my standard is now and this is my this is my value this is what i expect and it's also how i expect to treat other people Mm -hmm. and if we did that it would it would change your life it would change your relationships it would change your communities it would change even when heartbreak happened and breakups happen because it's going to happen but even that, it still would be done in much better ways, mm-hmm. and, and and I know that that like if you stop to think about this, this is what you wish your ex treated you like. Mm-hmm. This is what you wish your parents did. Okay, this is what you wish your parents probably wouldn't have gotten divorced if they did this. Okay, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like there are so many things that could happen if we did this, mm-hmm. and so there's part of us that knows that it would be better but then we look at everybody else like oh gosh that's so overwhelming and where i want to encourage you is that this is part of why we do what we do and why we started this community mm-hmm. is that at a minimum there's three people here right mm-hmm. now that hold the standard that are like no this is this is my value mm-hmm. this is my worth and this is your worth and so you know there are people out there there are communities you can join it's just what voices are you going to pay mm-hmm. attention to? Yeah, that was what I was going to say. Like, if if you're willing to make this change or try to hold these standards, find one or two people that are going to do it with you and like help you realize that and hold yourself accountable mm-hmm. and hold you accountable. If you don't have those people, we can be those people. Yeah. DM us. Link yeah, is in DM us. Know. But the other thing is, the moment someone says like lower your standards or change your standards. Mm-hmm it's going to be really hard not to falter. That's when you DM us or you mm-hmm. call your friends that are doing this with you and say, I need encouragement and yep. yeah, DM us. We'll hype you up. We're really good hype people. Um, but yeah, I just think mm-hmm. if you're willing to make this change or put these like things into action, 
it's going to be difficult, but find those people that are going to do it with you because that'll mm-hmm. make it a little easier. Yeah, for sure. The image I want to leave you with <laughs> is that we could be the community. You could be the community. You could be the start of a community that literally changes people's definition of love. And not that it's about getting the right definition, but think about the impact that that could have. It could reduce heartache. It could reduce <laughs> it could reduce the stress mm-hmm. and mental health and the baggage that comes. Like people quite literally could have less baggage in their life if we mm-hmm. leaned into this definition. That is what we hope for you. That is what we want for you. And more importantly, I promise you, you know why we say stay awesome every time? Because we think you're awesome and that this is what you're worthy of. Yeah. Okay. It's not just because I needed a catchphrase and couldn't think of anything. There's we a point. We think you're this awesome. Mm-hmm. You deserve it. And so listen, seriously, you deserve it. Lean into this to, you know, think through your definition of love, mm-hmm. right? And know that no matter what, we'll be here. Hit us up. And what they need to do, Sarah? You need to stay awesome. Stay <laughs> awesome. For real. For stay real. awesome. See you, friends. Know your value.